Hey everyone, it's Marco. I wanted to take a second to talk to you about our newest partner, Super Gay Underwear. Super Gay Underwear is an underwear company meant for everybody else because they believe that beauty comes from discovering who you are and being proud of it. By making their colorful selection of underwear, clothing, and accessories more relatable, they hope to inspire people all around the world to be the truest versions of themselves. I personally love their message on body positivity, their focus on inclusivity, and their message of individuality. These are all things that are important for a brand, and Super Gay Underwear is doing a great job of owning it. So, if you have a unique style or personality, then head to supergayunderwear.com and use promo code CRITELLI at checkout for 10% off your Super Gay purchase today. That's promo code CRI. T-E-L-L-I at checkout. Once you've found your new super gay pajamas, underwear, swim shorts, hats, or shirts, check them out today and make sure you tell them the Cretelli sent you. Now, let's get to the show. This is Relationship a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. Holy shitballs, it's the middle of May. Oh my. It's, I feel like time is going by so quickly. I feel like you have a potty mouth. Who are we? <laughs> what is they? Why is how? <laughs> I don't understand. It's crazy. It's just crazy. It's May 15th. Yeah, it happens. Time it, marches on. It's well, well, thank you, Mr. to the point. <laughs> I just think that it's crazy though. Like I just every time I like turn around and I think we have time. By the way, you guys, you have officially 2 weeks for uh, all the birthday gift shopping for me, so <laughs> um it's 14 days and counting. <laughs> um you can email us if you would like uh, a list of birthday gifts that I uh, am gladly accepting <laughs> and the address to send them to. <laughs> and, well, I don't know if I'm going to give you my address, but um maybe I'll just give you like an Amazon link so you guys could buy me gifts. I'm not expecting <laughs> gifts from anybody. Um except me. Except for you. Well, you don't even have to give me gifts oh, we're please. going the, no the gift that i mean we're going to visit friends and family so that's going to be a gift within itself mm. oh that was mushy <laughs> how unlike you i know <laughs> did it um, hurt a little <laughs> a pain in the bunt but the, the bunt? bunt really cake you're yes. making a cake yeah, i was thinking about yeah. cake uh-huh. was, of course uh, you were <laughs> What is that supposed to be? <laughs> you, you like just, you like your cake. Did you just call me heavy on uh, the podcast? I did not. I said you have a sweet tooth. Oh, well, that was kind. Um, happy belated Mother's Day to... Not belated, but happy late Mother's Day to any mothers that are listening to the podcast. Any mamas. Um, I know Mother's Day is a tough one for you. Mm-hmm. But um, happy Mother's Day to your mother. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it's it's May is trucking right along, huh? It is indeed. Happy Mother's Day to my mama as well. Mm-hmm. I love my mom. She is a character. She is that. She is definitely a character. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, what say you? We hop into our hashtag relationship goals for the week. Oh, all right. 
All right. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us in some of these adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at podrelationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. This week, it, we are highlighting um, a couple that... Uh, a I, power couple. A power couple. And that's, I, I mean, there's literally no other way to describe it at this point. I'm just super obsessed with them. Um, and of course, we are talking about Chad and Kenny. Chad and Kenny are real estate agents. And mm. they, from what I've gathered, they are like... Between, Doing well. <laughs> yeah, clearly. But they're between New York. They're in Miami. They're just like all over the place. And they are boss bitches. They are. And I am obsessed with it mm-hmm. um i fell in love with this couple uh one i just love successful gays i just yes. think that there is nothing better and i like successful gays in industries that are not uh quote unquote typical for our uh community mm-hmm. um not that i think that real estate agents are not typical for our community but just the fact that it's like you know just it's just not typical you know usually when you think of like a power gay you think of like a clothing designer right Mm -hmm. but these guys are like they are they are buying and selling and decorating and building and doing all kinds of things and i just absolutely (laughs) love it um so i fell in love with them because in between you know running the world uh they happen to be a super cute couple they and just are like adorable. super into one another and just finding ways to love one another and still go to the gym yeah and uh dress really well yeah i, I mean <laughs> like they lo- some people just have it all thanks chad and kenny for rubbing it in our faces right <laughs> um i just no, but i just absolutely love them um and i just thought that they, I, I again i was just beyond fascinated with them and just thought that they were we're worth talking about uh this week yeah i never use this word but picturesque that is the life that i see these two having yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting because it's like it's almost as if uh they live in some sort of fan i mean look isn't that what social media is supposed to do right like right. They take you to a fantasy in some kind of capacity um but i like i really think that this is like one of those rare scenarios where I feel like the fantasy is reality and Mm -hmm. it just so happens that it is absolutely fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like really cool. Like I said, I, I, I've instantly fell in love with them when I, um, saw their profiles and you know started doing my uh stalking um and they as you do as i do because i'm quite the stalker but um i don't know they're they're just they're just doing it right they've got life figured out and i'm just a super fan of it all um there was this adorable post that they made on november 16th of 2018 and it says most people wait all week for friday all year for summer and all life for happiness not these guys and i just that's perfect. I was really drawn to that because I just thought that, oh my God, like they just are, they're taking life by the balls and, and claiming it, right? They absolutely are. They just know what they are doing and what they want and, and how to make it happen. And they look like they're achieving. God, I mean, even their haircuts like need, <laughs> need their own uh, Instagram uh, page. Like it's just insane. They're good uncles. They're like, they're just adorable. I bet you they even ride the, well, they probably don't even ride the subway, but I bet you if they rode the subway, they would have their own special car. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're dumb <laughs> they're so cool um so if you guys want to follow them please uh check them out on instagram they are at chad and kenny uh and that is again on instagram so check them out they have a youtube page as well so you should totally check that out and see what they've got going on again they are realtors and one of these days when you know we have like money um maybe <laughs> we'll like reach out to them and see if they can do anything for our little gay souls um probably not we probably can't afford anything that they would sell right? <laughs> but you know a man can dream maybe we can be friends i don't know <laughs> we could let them buy us drinks oh, <laughs> for your birthday for my birthday right uh, but again yeah follow them fall in love with them like we did and definitely tell them the Cretelli sent you um congratulations you guys you guys are literally winning at life mm-hmm. <laughs> all of us peons are out here trying to you know figure it out and it looks like you guys have yeah congrats i love it uh we're gonna take a short break but we'll be at, be back in just a bit toodles hello everyone It's your favorite hosts, Marco and Tony, with a quick shameless plug. Yep, make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are at the Critellis. That is C-R-I-T-E-L-L-I-S. If you can't get enough of us or you want some extra Critelli content, just check us out on Instagram. We are at the Critellis. We'll see you there. Now, let's get back to the show. So I'm very interested in uh, your opinion about today's topic. This is going to be a good one, y'all. Better buckle up. Yeah, this is going to be really interesting for you, only because you are a very jealous human being. I am extremely jealous, and I want to just be clear. I'm jealous. I'm not possessive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, But this, I mean, today's topic, we're talking about seeking attention outside of your relationship and whether that is good or bad. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, and we'll get into this article, which I thought was very interesting. But, you know, I I have always said that I think that there is a uh, clearly there's a fine line between flirting and then cheating. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, And. You know, I've even so much as said to you before that there is a difference between like finding a person attractive is n- normal. Being attracted to a person is where the line needs to be drawn, right? Mm. Because you, sh- you there, there's a difference. There are beautiful people all day, every day, all over the place. Like, there's no denying that. Um, thinking that someone else is attractive should not take away from the fact that I am in a committed relationship. I am married to the love of my life. Now, if I'm attracted to someone else, that's where the problem comes in. Like if I'm attracted, because I feel like attraction is more than just superficial, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not just based off of like, oh, you're a pretty person. It's like, oh my God, I like your personality. Oh my God, you make me laugh. Oh my God, I'm into you. Like Mm -hmm. that's being attracted to somebody, but finding someone attractive, whatever. I think that's different, but you have a hard time with that. I do. I, I really do. I have always, well, not always, but for the majority of our relationship, I have said there are two men in the world. There's my husband and there's everybody else. And, and I do believe that I really do. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm some weird thing. Uh, but there's just, there's not like, I don't, I don't look at other people. I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. Or, you know, it just doesn't, 
It doesn't. Like somebody will show me something about somebody they're attracted to, um, and I'll just immediately be like, "No, I like my husband better." Like, just it. They just go in the. I don't want to say garbage pile, but like they just they go in the other pile. Like, it's just you. Like you know something. There's like you know like I really like Game of Thrones, and there'll be a sex scene, and people will be talking about, "Oh my god, that sex scene was so hot," and I'm like. No, it just made me want my husband. Mm. <laughs> like, that's all. I didn't think they were attractive. I didn't like what they were doing. I was like, oh, that makes me want to be with my husband. Like, that's, that is just how it is. Like, and I'm not saying that to sound good. Like, I'm not, like, that just genuinely is my experience. No, I, and I believe you. And I, and I think that that is genuine. And I, and I think it is adorable. And I, and I think it is, it's well appreciated. I, I also think that there is, you know, I think flirting with so it's so it's really weird because i i think that um because like me personally i don't know that i necessarily seek the attention of others there is something awesome about knowing that others find you as a as a person attractive or like in to you or in, in some kind of capacity. I, I do think that there's something, maybe that's a, the narcissist in all of us, right? I think that that is, that there's something that is like interesting about that. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, while I don't think that flirting is bad, I don't know that I necessarily give like flirting my stamp of approval. Mm. And because I do think that flirting can, you know, toe into lines that are dangerous mm-hmm. right because you know there's misinterpretations there's putting yourself in really bad situations that kind of invite things that are not very good um but at the same time i like there's i mean it hasn't happened in a really long time people are scared of me for whatever reason um <laughs> but there's i i i there's not i love like knowing that someone is into me and then being like oh but like my husband and then seeing (laughs) seeing them like be like oh shoot he has a husband like like you know he's off the mark and and i think that that's like i i I think that that's completely normal and then being able to like appreciate the fact that like oh you know what somebody like i still got it like somebody is like still into me um and I think that that I don't know I don't I don't think that that's abnormal. And again, maybe it's a teeny bit narcissistic. Um, and I would not deny that in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I, I I just feel I feel like that's a normal human quality. Well, you know, the argument that this article takes, which I can I can support the argument um, on a philosophical level, I guess. Um, I can support it, which is, you know, your partner can't give you everything you need all the time. There are some things, um, that you just like you need from others and, you know, not, this isn't their example. Their example is about flirting. But for me, it's like you, when you go to work and someone who knows the work that you do tells you, you did an awesome job and gets excited about something that you do. Like that fills you up in a way your partner can't because your partner's not the one doing the work with you, you know, sure. it's it's not the same. Like when you're a kid, you get a good grade and you get praises. Like that I think is a fine thing to need. Like I, I get that, you know, to quote Erica, you're getting gassed up, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I understand, um, you know, but 
and then it and then it kind of takes that a little bit further and it says that's what flirting is and that's why it's okay to flirt because you're not in some sort of contract and you know you can create a devised uh, divided line a clear line between flirting and cheating um and and you can uh you absolutely can um and uh we're actually going to have some guests that i think will make that very interesting that conversation we can continue mm-hmm. um cuz there is some blurring of the line there for them sure um and um uh and all those things are totally philosophical to me because I know that there is absolutely zero way I could ever experientially allow that to happen. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't. And it's twofold for me. Again, I'm I'm not possessive, but I'm jealous. So you can go out and you can do whatever you want. And you can be friends with whoever you want. I trust you to have respect for our relationship. Absolutely. But when I hear that something happened, I go into a murderous rage. <laughs> well, and there's, and again, there's certain things like, and and I'm where, and it just so happens that we work together with one another, and like what we have is is normal and it's easy and it's not a big deal because I'm of the mindset like I want to go out and I want for someone to want to buy me a drink. Mm. But I also want to turn them down and say, I don't need you to buy me a drink. I've got like, I can, I can handle like, does that make sense? So it's, and again, super narcissistic, right? Like that, like it is like to like the nth degree, but at the same time, there's something that's like kind of, I don't know. It's like an adrenaline rush. That's like, oh my God, someone found me attractive enough to want to be able to buy me a drink. Um, but then again, I am of the mindset that's like, I don't need anyone to buy me a drink. And I also don't want to like blur messages. Like I am a whole ass married man. Like, and I don't want to accept your drink and think that I'm supposed to uh, repay you in some kind of way that goes against what m- me and my monogamous relationship stand for. Mm. So I don't, I, I don't do that. So I, you know, I, so I would never accept that, but is it like, kind of like, Oh, I'm kind of cute today. Like, woohoo. Like that's kind of like, does that like feel good? 100%. But at the same time, I'm also going to deny the drink. Like Jesus, like I'm just not going to do that. And I think that that kind of works for us. Granted, like I said, I go out and I don't really get uh, hit on. <laughs> People are scared of me. Um, allegedly, I'm intimidating. You are. Um, whatever. We'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that that's like super interesting. But um, but again, for me, I also, because I do respect our relationship, I also respect myself. Um, and, and I'm not interested in accepting a drink knowing that... Uh, it will mean something more to you as a person, as someone who bought the drink, than it would for me as a person receiving it. Mm. Does, that, does that make sense? Sure. Like, it's completely different if, like, my friends are like, let me buy a drink. And I've had opportunities where I've gone out and, like, totally connected and, like, had a cool friendship with somebody that I, like, randomly met in a bar. And they bought me a drink. And I was like, that is so kind of you. Like, I've done that before. But, mm. like, a stranger that I know is, like, undressing me with their eyes, like, buying me a drink. Um, no, like that's just not going to work. I'm not, I'm not going to do that because mm. again, because I'm going to take that drink and then you're going to think that that means something in the end. Like it's be- so strange to me in and of itself. Like I've never felt that way. Never felt that way about what? That buying someone a drink meant anything that they owed you. 
Oh my god. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't feel that way, but I also think that there's. That's an- also not how I would flirt. Yeah, I, I was also going to say that I was going to say there is a and I'm not trying to be shady about it, but there's also a naivete that exists within you in regarding like h- human interactions. Um, there are like things that like just don't translate to you that translate to everyone else that you're just not like super. Again, going out to a bar and having if a woman was sitting at a bar and a guy that she was not talking to. Bought her drink, bought or had her a drink sent over. Yeah, had her drink sent over. That automatically it. means not. I, I shouldn't say automatically because there are those rare scenarios. Well, it's, in an which it's, not normal. it's an icebreaker. It's an icebreaker. So it gives him it's an opportunity not lost to on come me. over. I just to would them. never do that. I would walk up to you and say hi. Yeah, and then I would start talking to you. Yeah, no. And, and if I liked you and we were getting along, and I noticed your drink was empty, I would say, "Can I get you another drink?" Like that, I get. But I would never be like, "Can I buy you a drink?" Like, th- no, creep. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just and it's but again, it happens all the time. But um, yeah, so it's like one of those things. But I want to dive into this article because I think it was like super impo- uh, important. Um, and it is on EliteDaily.com. And it's written by Elaine Youssef. Um, it was an article written back in 2015. And it is uh, the importance of flirting with others when you're in a relationship. And I love the opener because she literally says, like, I bet the majority of people in relationships who are reading this just raise their eyebrow with looks of disapproval. Like, she's already fully aware of the entire mm-hmm. situation. Um but she kind of goes through and talks a little bit about, like, the again, like, the difference between flirting and cheating um, and how um, by the time you read all of this, you'll be able to, like, create your line in the sand and, like, better understand within your relationship what and does and does not constitute uh, healthy flirting and uh, if it works for you in your relationship. So... The first one is feeling confined. Um, It says the idea of being in a relationship is often associated with the notion of being trapped. As soon as the initial euphoric stage in a relationship ends, partners start to feel trapped. I can relate to this. Having feelings for someone else is viewed as mental or emotional cheating, and we tend to restrict ourselves from being interested in other people. I can't relate as much to that. Um... Why should we restrict ourselves in the first place? The more you try to control your most basic needs, the more you will see yourself as a tra- as trapped in your relationship. And I think that that was really, I think that that's important. I, I do think relationships within themselves kind of come with some sort of, um, I don't know, like child like gates around it right so now it's us and everyone else and that does tend to feel a a little claustrophobic um in cases and so the less you put so many restrictions on what can and cannot be done um the 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 more you give your relationship the opportunity to naturally let those things occur Sure, sure. And I, and I, you know, I am all for make your own rules as long as you're respectfully making them together. Um, so I'm totally into that. I guess there's a supposition there that, that I definitely don't identify with. Um, this idea of getting validation from other people, like I know that's totally normal. Um, but again, it's not, it's just not my experience. Like I enjoy being told, that I did a good job. I enjoy being told that I look good today. Like I, I do. I enjoy it immensely more when it comes from you. Um, and, and and all those things are true. But I don't like you were talking about going out and like I still got it. Like I don't know. I I honestly like if the apocalypse happened, I think I'd be totally fine. Like if 
half the planet was wiped out. Like that would suck. I would feel really bad for all the so- the sorrow. But like I'd be okay. Well, I think it's kind of like when you remember when you were younger and your m- mom would tell you that you were really handsome and you're like, yeah, but you're my mom. You're like supposed to say that. Like you want the person that you like in school, in middle school to tell you that you're handsome or that they like you and things like that. Like it kind of like, and I don't know why, but for, and the next point says it's psychological, which we'll get into in a second, but there's something uh, there's something about it coming from somebody that is not <laughs> obligated, quote unquote, obligated to say that to you um, that makes it a little bit more definitive. Um, for example, like I can put on an outfit and because you are fashion uh not interested like because and and unknowledgeable like because you don't know and or understand fashion if you tell me i look good i will thank you like it will be completely appreciated because i you know it's it's nice that you said it but if i go to work and dana says it to me for example then i then i know it's a good outfit at like i like that will actually boost me uh, more that will actually make me feel good um and that's because she knows and understands and appreciates fashion so she knows and understands what i did and how i did it and she's like appreciating the full package whereas yeah yeah no i i get that it's it's like the analogy i made where like someone you work with who understands like no i i totally i yeah. totally get that what i'm saying is i don't i don't understand the need for that well so the next point is it's it's psychological um it says once you approach and talk to that someone else you will notice that once the conversation is over your attraction will slightly fade um we've all heard the saying you want what you can't have the major reason we like others while we're in relationships is because we subconsciously believe we can't talk flirt or hang out with someone we're attracted to therefore the thought of cheating keeps growing um and we start looking for exits uh, in order to break free. The solution to silencing those f- thoughts is to flirt, flirt, flirt. Once you do, you will realize the idea of being trapped was just all in your head. So it's kind of like a cry. It's like an SOS, right? It's it's like, oh my, like once those things get out of your head, once that like, that feeling of being trapped is gone, you no longer need it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Kind of. No, it's it again, I guess that's why I just don't understand. And and not that there's anything wrong with anybody who who wants, has, enjoys those things. I just that's what I understand. To me it's so obviously like it's fleeting. Like it's not it it doesn't matter. Like this is a stranger who you know nothing about, but you value their opinion that much that you maybe if you were single, you would even be willing to take it further and let them take you home. And then how would you feel after that? Like well, you know what I mean? Like I just that I just don't get. The only way I can equate it is when I and I've and I've seen this happen. If we go out into a social scenario and you end up meeting somebody that shares interests in video games or comic books or superhero movies to a level that I don't, I see a perk. I see a spike in your interest and you may not think it's flirting but it is totally flirting there is this camaraderie there's this like 
oh my God, what you're doing, what you're saying is like really fun and it's piquing my interest and it's making me happy and it's like really, really cool. Like that happens. You consider that flirting? Totally. That's interesting. I mean, listen, it's no no secret that I have no idea when someone's flirting with me. There's no secret there. And it's flirting and it may not necessarily be like physical flirting. Like it may not be flirting to the point where it's like you're hot, I'm hot. Like let's like, you know, talk about how hot we could be together. Like it may not be flirting in the... But it might be like psychological flirting. It might be cerebral flirting, right? It might be like really cool. We're like, oh my God, I love, I've heard you say this all the time. I love his brain. Like that is a flirting situation. Like if you're going back and forth really? and talking, yeah. If you're talking hmm. about certain things, I guess I like, am okay with flirting. Yeah. If you- <laughs> And flirting will show itself in a completely different way. And, you know, I, I, and I, and I'll say, like, I say this and I, I'm in 100% like secure in us and our relationship and I, and I completely trust you. But I will tell you, there was a moment when I, I'll be completely honest with you. This is me being vulnerable. Please. But when you met the singing scientist mm-hmm. and the way that that connection happened with you guys and all of the comfort that you guys had and and it was like you guys were speaking the same language with mm. one another there was a moment for me where i was sitting back and i was like what is happening here with these two like they're really connecting on a level that is not superficial like mm. this is like a lot and there was a i won't say it was a flirting but there was like a connection that was beyond an interview There was a connection that was, like, beyond that. There was a connection that, like, I feel, and I could be completely off base, so please, I feel that in a world where he didn't have a partner and you were not married, that if you guys met under the similar circumstances, you guys would be an amazing couple. Hmm. Because there was that connection and there was that situation that was happening there. And it took me a second to think about, again, completely fine with it. And I'm completely comfortable because I'm not a jealous human being. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually like it when people want to flirt with my husband because I'm like... I got him. Like, it's like really cool. Or like, I know, right? And he he's a good one, right? Like, and it just so happened he's going home with me. Like, I have no problem with it. Um, but I do, I did recognize it. And again, I, I, I will see you connect with people on a cerebral level or in like a way that has nothing to do with. Um, and again, because you are a cerebral person. That is your way of flirting. You may not look at a person from a physical level and like be attracted to them like that, like others will be. But if you find somebody that like literally like makes your brain, I do like dance, a good brain. Yeah, if you it, you will flirt with them in a cerebral way. Interesting. And it's very interesting, and I don't and I don't think there's anything wrong with it because you're getting from someone else what I may not necessarily be able to do because I'm not going to be able to talk about anime with you and I am not going to be able to talk about um, comic books to the level that you are and I may watch superhero movies that's mainly because Chris Emsworth is in it um, or Chris <laughs> Evans um, no that's I'm just being funny um, but you're going to get it from other people a little bit more that's why like when you go to your you know um, multicultural dinners with some of our other friends my international foodie night i let you go with them by yourself Mm. because you need that that again that like brain flirting is something that you 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 need to get and again it may you may not even be necessarily attracted to them physically or anything but you are attracted to their brains you are attracted to their minds you are attracted to the fact that they give you something different and you need that Hmm. 
And I like it. I'm glad you do get to have it. That's interesting. It's definitely not flirting for me. Like, I, I'm really glad you shared uh, your experience with um, when we interviewed the singing scientist. I think he is a brilliant, lovely human being. I do connect with him spiritually, I think, intellectually. I think probably the trauma piece, too, mm-hmm. uh, we connect on. Um but I hope you didn't feel disrespected. Oh, in God, no. Way. No, oh, no, 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 okay, no, 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 no. Again, well, good. if there's one thing I am, I am 100% confident and uh, comfortable in, mm. in all. I, I'm comfortable with all of that. Like, mm. I, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. Um, But I did see it. That's interesting. It I think he's lovely. And I loved the times we talked with him. I loved that we hung out with him after the, I the podcast. I think he's wonderful. Boyfriend. Like, I, he's I thought that was great. Incredible. Yeah. I need more of him in my life. Like, I think he's absolutely wonderful. I would love it if we were more friends. Um, I think he's absolutely great. Um, so number three, uh, two separate individuals. Being separate individuals means we are all free. You and your partner cannot act as one unit in all parts of your life. You are free to flirt with, talk to, and like other people. I really like that because I do think that when you do get in a relationship, it kind of feels as like ho-ho situations or twinkies right like you're a packaged deal Mm. um and that can feel very very restricting right like you can't do anything or be a person outside of your relationship and that becomes really uh really hard Mm. i think that becomes hard so i do like the concept of that um it's a test sometimes flirting with other people will make you appreciate your current partner more and i I've got, I mean, I haven't, God, I haven't flirted with anybody in God knows how long, but I will tell you that I think the concept of like going out, meeting somebody that you are kind of attracted to, not attracted to, but that you find attractive, um, could definitely like, I don't know, like spike some sort of, um, I don't know, sensuality within you that makes you want to be like, you know what? I'm gonna go home and have and be with my partner right now. Like, <laughs> thank you so much for the 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 mental foreplay. Now I'm getting ready to go do physical foreplay with my you know my partner, and I think that that's really awesome. Yeah. I personally am okay with that. Like, I think that that is fine. I had a friend in college who made a statement one time where he said, uh, to paraphrase. Um, yeah, that guy's really hot. I think it's funny that this is like two boyfriends talking to each other. Yeah, that guy's really hot. Oh, you think he's hot too? That's great. Do you want to go in the other room and have sex? And I like, that was like the strangest thing to me. And now you're echoing it. And it's just reminding me of that. Again, I just, I don't know. It's interesting. You just got to sit with it a little bit more. I guess. Um, uh, the next one is flirting is fun. Being in a relationship doesn't mean you stop. You must stop having fun. Remember how enjoyable and exciting it was when you first met your partner? The gazing, the teasing, the games, etc. Those honeymoon stage feelings don't last with long-term partners. They soon fade away to start along another kind of route. Why not act on those feelings with someone new for a few moments? You don't forget your partner is the one you come back to. So I like this because, you know, Dan Savage, as I've always said, talks about NRE, new relationship energy, Mm -hmm. and how after a while that stuff starts fading and you start getting into um, the mundane. I say mundane, but I don't mean it in its negative connotation. But you start getting into the like the ritual of your relationship and what that comfortability looks like. But why not reset the NRE every single time? Go flirt with someone else, get that all out, build it up a little bit so that you can go back to your partner and be with them in that same energy. 
like in that same mind space. Like you're like, ooh, I got this out. Like now it's present because it was dormant for a while, right? It it wasn't we we weren't doing anything with it. You and I don't flirt with each other anymore. There's too much comfortability. I with still them. flirt with you. You try to flirt with me, but it's not flirting. <laughs> you can't flirt with me. Again, I've said this before. You can't be cute and sexy when I get to see you on the toilet and see the things that you do. Like those things don't equal a sexy scenario. But how cool would it be to get to go out and like with a complete stranger, get some of this energy built up and then come home and be able to look past all of that mundane stuff that you do with your partner and like see them in this new energy because you're like oh i got to like let the beast out a little bit so now let me like let it out with you like how exciting would that be and again i think this is you know this is why we said buckle was why i said buckle up in the beginning is like i think you and i just have completely different experiences of this because like even last night i thought you were flirting with me when I, last night when you were when you were dancing and you were like coming over to me and like shooting me looks and like doing moves that you knew would entice me like I was having fun with you. Yeah, that that was flirting. Yeah, I was having fun with you, but like of all how okay, let's talk about how often that happens. Right, but like I'm just letting you know that I I didn't need any NRE after that. Like I felt like I had it. I felt charged. Yeah, it it yeah, it, I'm and look, you're not going to need to flirt with other people all day every day no no just i'm not talking about that i'm talking about you're saying that we can't flirt with each other anymore you were flirting with me uh, yeah that ha- but again how often does that happen like, like how often does that happen even when we have were you being hyperbolic again no i'm d- when you no. said never <laughs> no i'm maybe i'm just saying <laughs> how often does that happen like do you like even on our date nights i don't even know if you recognize this but sometimes our date nights are very regimented like there's no like sweetness there's no like romantic scenarios that take place it's like we're getting out of the house we're going to a restaurant we're setting budgetary restrictions so it's one drink and a meal we don't need dessert like it's fine we already spent way too much and then we just like go home and go to sleep like there's no like fun flirty electricness that takes place behind it it's just like a it almost feels like a task that needs to be crossed off of a list sometimes and if you can give yourself the opportunity to like elevate those experiences and make them a bit more and like you built up this energy in another environment and you get to bring it back to your partner you will give yourself the opportunity to like maybe not even make it to dinner because you know you're feeling sexy now and you feel really good and you just want to talk to your partner and like be on them and talk to them because you got to build that up sometimes and again i'm not saying that we don't i'm i'm not saying that we don't flirt with one another but it's not it's not consistent. It's that NRE doesn't exist all the time right now. We are almost 10 fucking years together with one another. Like it probably went away like after year one because we started moving in with one another and started seeing more of each other's insides and outs because we, it was under one roof on a consistent basis. So it doesn't exist in like a, 
I have time by myself. And then now I get to be excited because I get to go over and see you. That's why I tell you all the time. I, I know you hate when I travel, but I love when I travel and I'm away from you for days at a time because I get the opportunity to like miss you and think about you and like get excited about seeing you next. And, th- and, and whenever I go on a trip and come back, what ends up happening? I always end up talking to you about all of the things. The last time I traveled, I came back and I was like, I'm so ready to be a father with you. Like, we are getting ready to, like, do this. I know we're going to be a good team. You know, the time before that, you know, I think I came back and I was like, I have so many plans for us and things that we need to do. And I'm just getting so excited. And I just love you so much. Like, you give yourself the opportunity to press reset a little bit. And any opportunity to do that, I think, is super helpful. Hmm. I'm going to go back to your earlier statement uh, about not that it that it's almost rote on date night. And I will simply say this challenge accepted, bro. I like it. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Oh, you ain't going to be ready. You are not going to be able to handle this. Okay. And the reason there's no romance, you know why. You said this is not romantic. You know why it's not romantic. Well, I don't need uh-huh. a fucking you know romance that you saw in a nicholas sparks you know book turned first of all i didn't even know who that was till you introduced me secondly that's the reason i'll buy you flowers i i don't know why you know i like white roses Mm -hmm. and you know i've gotten really into flowers lately so Mm -hmm. that's not a good excuse Mm -hmm. because you know i really enjoy them Mm -hmm. anyways we are going to take a short break but we'll be back in just a bit Hey folks, it's your favorite host, Tony. And Marco. We need to ask a favor. Please stop what you're doing this very moment and head to your favorite podcast directory and rate and review relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast and your reviews are the best ways to make that happen. So if you have two minutes, please go and give us a five-star rating. Then write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, you know, in case you get writer's block. (laughs) Anyways, we appreciate your help and thank you for the support. Your participation will only make relationships better. We're going to get back to the show now, but we love all of you. Thanks. Thanks. Now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship situations or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our very best to give some guidance because I started from the bottom and now I'm rich. I got in my bag and I ain't looked back since I started to say sorry, but fuck that shit you started out hating now you love my drip uh-huh <laughs> so this is the first of the new format for the situations correct our once a month listener situations it's kind of a good time right it is we listened to you all and we're gonna do it this way from now on until you tell us to do it differently again <laughs> yeah so you change your minds again for the most part you finicky listeners we'll see <laughs> make up your mind ho uh, <laughs> so here's the first one Hey, Marco and Tony. My name is Jeff, and my husband Chris and I have been married for six years. Ooh, they got us beat. 
I hate it when people do that. <laughs> um, we live in Minneapolis and are doggy daddies. Minneapolis. <laughs> you earn everything. <laughs> it's not the same thing. When I say Minneapolis, it's from a Janet Jackson song. So, like, in the background, she says, Minneapolis. I know where you're coming up with what that. What sounds like it? Minneapolis. Oh, I know. I know where you're coming up with that. But, no, I'm singing something different but continue so about this letter uh, <laughs> we live in minneapolis and our doggy daddies i was just offered a new position at my company that pays a lot more but requires quite a bit of travel most weeks i would only be home on the weekends neither of us is sure what to do we like the money and the likelihood of an even better promotion down the line if i take this one now but we've always lived in the same city and neither of us has ever had a long distance relationship Chris thinks that we will be fine, but I don't think he's totally sold on the idea. What do you guys think? Hmm. I mean, I think do what's necessary for your family, right? Like, it's important for you to do what works for your family and what makes everybody happy. I will tell you that money is not everything, and that's just a me thing. But I don't know that that's for everyone. Happiness and the ability to be with and connect with your family and or your partner and be a part of everything is that's going on is really important um it's very 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 important because those are memories that you just don't want to turn around and be like holy shit like here it is like decades later and and we have nothing to show for it other than a fat bank account but again money can't buy everything right it can't buy connection it can't buy happiness it can't buy safety it can't buy love you know those things don't come from money they just don't um you know yes safety it'll come from safety like whereas like i can pay my bills and everything's fine but it doesn't come in like the form of like safety for like the relationship whether or not you guys are good whether or not you feel safe and secure within your relationship because you've built and cultivated that entire relationship over the years so i think it's just dependent upon what is really really important and where you guys are going so like if you come to an agreement as a couple where you say okay let's do this for five years just so we could stuff the coffers and then be able to move forward and say you know like you're gonna quit this job within five years because we're just gonna be in a different place then like maybe that's what you do and just know that you have like an end goal or an end game but um i don't i don't i like i said i it just depends on what's important for you and your partner or your family you know for me um there's something to be said for a short-term investment for a long-term yield so you mentioned the potential of an even better job in the future okay is that because someone at your job has told you that that is guaranteed? Is it because this will somehow make you more marketable? Um, that's definitely something to consider. But much to Marco's point, like money doesn't buy everything. So what are you really giving up by doing this? If it's not much, then that's okay. If it's a little bit to gain even more later, that's okay too. But if you're comfortable now, if you're happy now, if you're getting what you want and what you need... You don't have to take this. Mm-mm. You don't have to. There's yeah. nothing wrong with keeping things going the way that they're going. And just know that no matter how much time marches on, you're going to become more marketable anyway. Sure. Um, and so your career equity just continues to build. Now, if this is challenging and it's interesting and it gives you and your partner more to talk about and time apart makes you miss each other and appreciate each other more, you know, those are really great things to have. If this money is so much more money that you're able to bring your 
partner out with you from time to time and they can take the time off, then that becomes adventurous and interesting and fun. Um, so there are things to consider in that route. But at the end of the day, like this is one of those situations where I would just put your hand on your partner's heart and put your partner's hand on your heart and say, what do we really want to do? And just feel your way through it. Sure. I remember when, um, so there was like a moment where we separated for like a teeny bit and I had moved to Vegas for that like six month time period. And during that time period, I was quote unquote single, not really single, just not together with you, but I was single and my ability to like work hard and devote all of my time and attention to work didn't matter, right? Because you weren't around. So it was easy for me to devote that attention to work. And I became a workaholic. And I remember you came to visit me in Atlanta, we went to go visit my family for the holidays. And you were like, Oh, no, did like, you know, us not being together turn you into a workaholic? Because I was like, always on the computer, I was like doing things. And then we moved to Vegas together. I'm sorry, not Vegas, but New York. We moved to New York together and I made and I was making great money and I was traveling a ton and you had just moved to the city and I was traveling a ton and you were kind of like in the city by yourself with the dog figuring out your own thing and trying to do all of this stuff. But I was like gone consistently. And I remember just thinking to myself during that time period, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want to be gone from this person like I felt bad because it like made me feel like when I moved like you moved to the city to be like a dog sitter for a little bit Mm -hmm. like you were just at home like watching the dog and I was like out gallivanting not really gallivanting but I was like out working for extended periods I was like gone to like Boston for like two weeks at a time right and it was just like really 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 just uncomfortable for me and I didn't enjoy it and I and and I hated it because for me it was like you know I love you and like not being able to be with you or spend time with you or be around you was not worth the job was not worth the money or anything like that. So I just say all that to to say that, like, you know, there are some jobs that are really, really good for the young or for the singles, right? Because true, because th- those are things that can happen because there are no commitments. There's no tie down to any of that stuff. But then you eventually get to the point where it's like, yeah, I don't know that I need that anymore, especially when there's somebody that you do actually enjoy and or love and or want to be around consistently. So I would just think about that. Yeah. I mean, just really ask each other um, and see how you feel. Again, money is money is great, but it don't buy everything. It's really funny because I really enjoy having money, right? Mm-hmm. Because I like stuff. I like being able to have access to that things. You do. But at the same time, like my relationship, I don't, ha- I like, I could care. I could give two shits about money. Like for me, money is like just not that major to me. Like I would rather have experience. I would rather have a happiness than to ca- like care about like money. And, I, and I'm just kind of weird in that way. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately the question. What is going to make you happier? Yeah. Happiness is key. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. For sure. This next one. Hi, guys. My name is Gus. I'm 22 and I live in Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> you earn everything. Oh, my God. That's well, all the cities. <laughs> I can huh? do it twice. It's all the cities. Those are states. 
Uh, well, Kentucky's a state. Yeah, thank you. Um, about 10 months ago, I met an interesting guy named Philip who I've been dating. He's kind and funny, and we share some mutual friends. But he works construction, and I work in a factory, so when I'm coming home, we only have enough time for breakfast or sex. But never both. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> when he gets home, I've already left for work. We also don't share any days off together. I can take vacations, but he if he doesn't work, he doesn't get paid. It hasn't really caused any problems for us so far, but I think it will in the long term. Should I end it now? Would moving in together make it better? I'm so confused and would love to hear both of your guys' thoughts. Thanks in advance. Oh, I love blue-collar gay love situations. <laughs> you don't even know. I think it's so f- I mean, not personally, but I just love hearing about them. They're just... Uh, you white-collar bougie bitch. So, <laughs> so cute. Um, I don't know. I mean, how long did they say that they were together? They so, didn't, but recent, couple of months. Oh, yeah. a few months. I yeah. mean, as I see it through, if after a, a year, like you're noticing it's a problem, then, then you know, just worry about that. But oh, 10 months. Sorry. 10. Okay. Well, you got a few months. Mm. I see it through for about a year. But I just feel like, uh, you know, look, I think that we as people are caught up in like a fairy tale version of what relationships are supposed to look like, right? Like, and I think that there are just so many different renditions, so many different versions, so many different ways that they function. And we don't need to get caught up in the minutiae. Like, we don't need to sit back and say to ourselves, like, this is what a relationship is supposed to look like. And if it doesn't have this, 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 that, or this, or that, then it's just not working for me. I think that that is kind of unfair there are certain there are some things that are really really good like i.e a connection that works really really well but at the end of the day like it, it, it that connection can show itself in so many different ways and, and as long as that connection still exists I don't think it's a problem to like say like yeah we don't really have like a typical situation in which like we're together all the time like uh, I remember when I was working retail for an extended period of time and you were working your like normal nine to five we barely saw each other during that time period it was not consistent when we saw each other yes. yeah and you were going to like family functions and I was like oh I can't be there like could it like I, I'm sorry I have to close or I have to like I'm working an overnight during this time period and things like that but like our relationship still like saw its way through everything and this is the first time well i mean it's been for a while a little while now but this is the first time during the span of our relationship that like we've been able to like have similar times off and like be able to like plan things together and like have the opportunity to like hang out together and and, like do those things on a consistent basis and it's great and it works really well but like that's just one relationship model there are so many out there that are completely different It's true. I'm going to say this. You're young. I wouldn't worry about too much of anything right now. Mm -mm. I would just be. I would exist. I would enjoy. I would learn as you go. Um, I would say, much to Marco's point, like no one can tell you what is or isn't right for you. So even though you don't spend a ton of time together, that might be a really great thing for both of you right now. Um, I would say two things. Uh, One is... um, you can invest as much as you want just 
go in with your eyes open. So like if you want to move in together, that doesn't solve anything, just so you know. But if you want to see what it does for your relationship, that's fine. But move in together into a place that you can afford by yourself. Like don't leave where you are now. Sure. One of you move into the other person's place and continue to save enough money uh, before you do that so that if things don't work, you can move and not have to stay there and be in an uncomfortable situation. Um, but try it if that's what you want to do. Like, there's nothing wrong with with that. Um, secondly, I would say if this is someone that you really do care about, if you're young and I'm assuming he's young too, I promise you, you're not going to have these jobs forever, and you're not going to have these schedules forever. And so, perhaps if you continue to build a good foundation, something will come up uh, along the way that allows you to change your schedule, or you will both care so much about each other that you want one of you to get a job that lines up more with the other so that you can spend more time together. Well, that was going to be my next point is that you only I, get one. Uh, well, <laughs> well, that was going to be my point is that I was going to say like, if it's really important for you and you actually like really care, and this is something that like really tears you up, I would definitely say like, why don't, I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't know what it's like to work at a factory or, or warehouse or any of those things, but I would say like, go and talk to your bosses and say like, Hey, you know, I, cause you guys get off days. So you can say like, I, I can't work on Sundays and you guys should both have one day that is really important for you both That's a good point. to not work on together. And that one day a week is the day that you both take, you know, take off together, spend together with one another, do whatever it is that you need to do. Apparently, sex is always on the menu for you guys. Like, do that, have fun, make that work for you and make that be your day of togetherness. And then the rest of the time is just, you know ships passing in the night and and you enjoy it and it is what it is and you're working towards whatever apparently apparently. um and and that's what happens you know like just focus on that but like don't try to like i don't know force anything in particular behind it you know Hmm. if that makes any sense yeah yeah all right our last one um for this month yeah we got to make it a good one oh i think you're gonna like this one Mm. i picked it just for you okay Hello, gentlemen. My name is Jeffrey and my husband is Greg. Hi, guys. We just adopted twins and are so happy. We are always exhausted and challenged, but it's so worth it. Neither of us has ever been happier. About a month ago, I was away on business and Greg took the kids to church. He is Catholic and I'm non-denominational Christian. Since we both share a love of Christ and are spiritual, we never really thought the topic of religion would be a problem for us. But when I came home and learned that they went to church and that Greg wants to get the kids baptized, I freaked a little bit. Mm. He and I have never gone to church together. We celebrate the holidays and pray before meals. We definitely talked about praying together as a family before bed. But we never discussed confirming the children in a church, which is what he wants to do when the kids are older. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Maybe I'm just in shock. Help. This is an interesting one. Yeah, this, I don't, I mean, I don't, I will one, I mean, clearly we're not qualified to be giving any advice in general. About anything. Uh, yeah, about anything. 
Um, but I will tell you, I feel even less qualified about this topic in particular. Um, I think the only thing that I would say regarding the situation is I really don't know that it's up to either one of you guys. It's up to the kids as to whether or not they actually want to go through and do those things. Like, I think that that's a common mi- like misconception with parenting in general is that everyone feels like they need to download that. Oh, God, I cannot remember what it was that I was watching, but... They were saying that what a parent's common failure is, is that they feel like they need to download their values, their interests, the things that they care about onto their kids, and then the kids have to follow suit. But it's quite the opposite, actually, is that you need to pay attention to what your kid is interested in and what your kid cares about, and then you actually go through life based on what it is that they care about and, and you follow it through their eyes as opposed to it. And so you're not learning. Like we think that kids are learning from us, but we actually need to learn from our kids mm. or kids imaginary. But, and that, and that's what really happens. And so I, I, I think it's really interesting that he took the kids to church um without telling you like that was rude i'm gonna be completely honest with you and you should probably have a conversation when kids are at grandparents house or something of that sort uh regarding the topic because that's kind of a no-no that's a foul Mm. and and, like that's something that's not okay and then two if the kids were asking questions regarding religion and wanting to be able to go to church or all these other things he should have included you in that and then you guys should have taken the lead based off of what the kids were most interested in give them all all of the information say this is what this religion learns and this is how they learn it this is what this religion learns and this is how they learn it and give them all of their options and then have them choose what it is that they're actually interested in and then support them in whatever way possible now you're probably not going to be 100% supportive in just about everything but that's not your responsibility is uh, your responsibility is not to necessarily like convert but it may be to just support and 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 give them the tools or the ride if that's what it really boils down to so that they can fill their cup in whatever way they deem necessary as long as they're not being harmed or harming themselves um but at the end of the day i think it was rude that he did it without consulting with you that's not a partnership that's literally like going behind your partner's back and doing it and pushing your own agenda and that's not okay it's very good points i'm gonna i'm gonna have to search my heart on this one a little bit um i would agree with your point that it that part of the problem is that he did this without you um and that going forward that shouldn't happen and you should have a conversation about that and that you should recognize that's only a piece of the conversation. Um, you're both Christian and you have a lot of different Christian values. So I would start by sort of building that common ground first, which it sounds like you had done or assumed you had done, but I think you need to explore it. Um, I think much to Marco's point, um, your own children should drive um, some of this conversation too. maybe not all of it, but probably at least half of it. You know, it's really important to set a good moral um, value example for your children. Um, But it's not necessary for you to completely determine their faith. Um, I think all too often we think we literally have to drive the bus all the time. 
And that's just not necessary. Well, even if you drive the bus, if the kids don't want to go where they're going, when they get their license, they're going to drive somewhere else. And you need to just be like cognizant of that fact. Ooh, that's a very valid point. Your children are also not your resume. Like they are not a reflection of your accomplishments. They are individual human beings who, pardon me, but you happen to squirt out. Like that's about <laughs> it. Or adopt. Um, but that really is it. Now you can mess them up really bad or you can raise them up a lot. And I and I don't mean to downplay that. But at the end of the day, they are little humans. They're human. They become fully realized and actualized. And your job as a parent, as I've often said, is just to make them as confident and competent as you can. It is not your job to mold them after you. No, it's to download and cr- like create like du- like duplicate versions of yourself. Like that's not what that that's not what having children is is about. Right. I'm going to share with you briefly my experience with the religion that I was raised in. Um, I was raised Catholic. And I had lots of questions and I found it to be very interesting. And I and I was always a person of faith, but there was a couple of times when certain things happened that I just couldn't get with. And the big break for me was a silly little thing, but we were in church and the sermon was about loving your neighbor and patience and virtue and letting the other person go before you and sharing what you had, whether that was your time or your place in line or your food or whatever. And the sermon ended and we were all hugging each other and it was great. And as we walked out, it was shaking hands and, you know, making eye contact and saying hello. And then you got in your car and all you did was honk and try to cut each other off. And our faith lasted less than 10 yards. And that was really striking to me. And, you know, my family didn't push their religion on me, I wouldn't say. But if we hadn't been right there right then, I probably wouldn't think the way I thought. And I know that was no one's intention when they brought me there. And so that's why I say, like, you're not in charge of this. You're you're influencing a tiny human into whatever they're going to become. But they're going to make up their own mind. The important thing is, what are the actual values that you're trying to impart on your child? And that's what you should hold on to. Not the label, not the dogma, not how you spend Sunday. What are the values? Are the values about being a good person, about loving each other, about non-judgment? Do you need a particular figurehead or is there more than one? Have you explored all the options? Like what are you allowing and not allowing your child to do? Does your child have friends who have other religions? And would you let them go on a day of faith to celebrate with them to see what they think? Because I'll tell you when I was growing up and I got to try a bunch of different stuff like I thought Christian camp was the coolest thing ever I loved it I thought it was so great that people were so into their stuff and just being honest and I met a man who had no arms and played guitar and I thought that was super cool and like I have so many questions oh I know um (laughs) yeah but I loved those things but those are what I took away from that experience not the pragmatic um Catholic religion I I practice Buddhism I still celebrate Christmas. I still believe in the power and the beauty and the divinity of Christ. And I try to model myself after him. But I also try to model myself after several other people. And no matter and I honestly believe that no matter what anyone did, that's where I would be. Well, I think that that has a lot to do in general with like your your children needing to find their own interest. Like, here's the thing is like, it's, it's like your career path, right? Like you can literally sit back and say, you need to be a doctor. You need to be a doctor. You need to be a doctor. 
But like, if your kid feels like they could be a violinist, like they're not going to enjoy being a doctor and they more than likely will not put forth a lot of effort. And then that's where you end up getting a child that may not necessarily want to finish college (laughs) because they feel like the only way that they could finish college is by doing something that they're not super interested in. And so at the end of the day, fuck all that. Like, I'm just not going to do it (laughs) because I don't want to do something that I feel like I'm just not passionate about. So I'm just going to not do that. And and that becomes a problem. So you need to support your children in what it is that they want to do. Because again, at the end of the day, your goal is not to replicate yourself. Or a lot of parents think that what they're doing is trying to like give better to their children so that they can like not have to go through all the struggles that they had to go through themselves right (laughs) at the end of the look life is full of fucking struggles and if you think that you're going to wrap your child in in pillows and then send them into the world so that things do not or bubble wrap so that and then send them into the world so that things don't touch them or affect them then you're fucking wrong like they're going to get those bubbles popped at every fucking turn so instead of doing that prepare competent confident human beings much like you said Mm -hmm. that have a mind of their own and the ability to decipher between what is like for them and what is not for them and what is for them they will put passion they will put love they will put acceptance they will put their 1000 percent into rather than things that they're not necessarily passionate they're like not passionate about at all and end up going through it and giving a lackluster performance the entire time that doesn't amount to much of anything in which they end up having to like search their entire life or their souls to try to complete or like find something that's not good. It's not okay. Or to be completely unhappy and on autopilot their and entire life. And it's, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. So stop forcing yourself on your children and then just give your children the opportunity to do that. I don't really know if that was the question or the answer that you were looking for from us or if we even answered your question. What I would say is go back and tell your husband that he fucked up because he should have (laughs) never done that. He should have never done that without consulting with you. That is a huge relationship no-no. Like you do not do that, especially when children are involved. But on top of that, I don't think that it's fair that he forced his religion and or his beliefs on the children Um, if that's not what the children were asking for and, you know, you feel in one way and he feels in the other way, there's gotta be a middle or there's gotta be something else. There's gotta be other options that the children may not have explored or even are completely aware of that you guys are icing them out from because it's not your, you know, range of knowledge Um, And that's unfair. It's completely not okay. And you guys are hindering them from being who they really should be and could be. I think the next trip is to your non-denominational Christian church or whatever way you practice your faith. And then I think you all sit down as a family over dinner and have a conversation about that. And then as a family, including the children, decide what you're going to do next. Yeah, religion is not really something that we... I mean, we've talked about religion in this household before, but I don't know that we've focused on much of anything because I don't think that you and I are married to anything in either way, shape, and or form. My mom 
his very uh, Christian. And I know <laughs> from experience that she would really choose, uh, would rec- like prefer that we went in that direction. But specifically I, I, to church, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if she's listening right now, I got to let you know that like that's just not going to happen. Um, not for me, anyways, because I just don't necessarily believe in that. But that's me, and that's that's not what this conversation is about. But I will tell you that I will one hundred and fifty percent support my children in whatever way they want to go regarding religion. And I gotta tell you, I know. Well, look, there's a couple out there that I would probably have a super hard time supporting, um, not because. Um, not because I won't be supportive, but because it just is just not of my belief. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not going to stop me from loving them. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So I, and I think that that's the most important thing. Well, there you go. Our first ever listener situation full segment. Yeah. You guys make sure you tune into our IGTV series relation chat. Um, we're not going to have another listener situation uh, going forward. This is what you get. Um, so you got to make sure you tune in. But uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you are still writing in. We are at pod relationship on Instagram and IGTV and then make sure you send us an email we are relationshipquestions at gmail.com and next month which will be pride month we will hopefully be able to answer some questions for you and uh, help you out as best we possibly can we're going to take a short break but we'll be right back bye bye hello listeners as you may have heard, Tony and I have a weekly after show on IGTV called Relationship. <laughs> Get it? Relationship? Relationship? What? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. Okay. Every week, Marco and I will talk about the podcast topic, the things we learned, and the way to use it in our relationship day-to-day. Yep, our goal is to put a face to the topics and our message, as well as give you some extra relationship content and guidance. So make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are at Pod Relationship. And tune in every Wednesday. After you've listened to the episode. <laughs> yes, on IGTV for our weekly after show, Relationship. Comment, like it, tell your friends. All support is greatly appreciated. We look forward to having you see us there. (laughs) Bye. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. So much? (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And promise me you'll tell at least one of your friends. Absolutely. You can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any situations or comments that you'd like us to address on the show. And don't forget to check out our IG TV channel relation chat for behind the scenes post show conversation about this week's episode. Tony and I are going to harass them their ears next week. And remember that promise you just made about telling at least one person? If you don't, you're going to be on my shit list. 